Ready for the word. Oh, somebody said, let's say this together, our Father. The name of your Son, Jesus. Receive revelation that is found in Christ. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. We receive healings, miracles, signs, wonders in this place. We declare that this is healing ground. Hallelujah. Amen. And we say, oh, come on, say it. And we say, no confusion in this earth. No contradiction. Every heart can behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified. And we are edified. Now we can say along the body of Christ because people are watching. Along the body of Christ. Amen. Say it, Amen. Alright, let's do something this morning. I have things to share. My morning sessions, I, I'm struggling to find the pattern. So probably that's why it went this way. But afternoon is practical sessions, right? Night flowing session. Someone say, where are we flowing to? You'll see it. You'll see where we'll flow to in the night. <laughs> so I, I just want to call to, to I just want to exhort you on some things with, with the short time I have so that we can, you know, this afternoon I'm going to be teaching you on uh, healing neurological and ocular issues. That is, if you have eye issues or anything that deals with neurological and um, eyes issues. So if you know anyone in this city or around, tell them to come in. Yeah? This afternoon session is their session. All right, I want to answer a question. I probably maybe that's what I would do throughout my morning sessions in this meeting. Do I have two days? Very short, but mighty. So let's see what I can do in my morning sessions. I want to answer a question, and the question is, can God choose not to heal me? What a question. You know, some people think that healing is, I've been to some healing meetings where uh, some people didn't get healed, and some people get, got healed, and they said, can you hear me, right? Yes, right? All right, cool. Says, and some people said that, uh, why did God heal that person? Or why did God not heal me? Is it that God is doing something? Is it that God is keeping his healing from me? What is God doing? You know, things like that. So we want to answer that question. And um, I believe this is going to bless you. Amen. So can God choose not to heal? Because... I've been in meetings where, and, and it's the cry. I, I remember, I, mean, I, was, I remember I saw certain healings. I, I've been to places where you pray for people, people don't get healed. Then, as a preacher, I took that to the Lord in prayer and I asked the Lord, why is it that, why is it that some people don't receive their healings in meetings? Why is it that some don't um, know how to receive? Why is it that some don't get healed? And the Lord told me, he said, that, that's the cry of many of you. When he says many of you, it means many preachers. That is, everyone wants to see at least 100%, 100% healing in their meetings. And that's my desire. And I know one of the things the Lord told us for this meeting is 100% healing. Amen. Amen. So there's going to, so whatever pains, whatever issue is going to go, don't worry. Hallelujah. Just be calm. Hallelujah. But you see, you've got to know how to receive. The problem is a lot of people don't know how to receive. We had the series we just taught recently, how to receive from God. A lot of people don't know how to receive. 
so I figured, so as, I, as I'm growing in the Lord, which I'm still growing, or growing in God's word, I figured that the majority of the issues with many people is that they don't know how to receive. So now, that's not only the only reasons they don't receive their healing, but I'm telling you, this is 90% of the reasons why a lot of people don't know how to be. And as we start in our practical sessions this afternoon, as we start looking at so many things, you will see why. I'm going to show you practical sessions. I'm going to walk you through. So this afternoon's sessions be open. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because I, I want to, I will show you instances in the scriptures where it seemed like, okay, some people struggled to receive their healing. Why was their struggle that way? And you see that a lot of times it was their reception. Their reception was the problem. So, some people can stay sick, and you know, because we, we live in a world where, in the United States of America today, uh, you get paid for disabilities, right? So, <laughs> so, some people like the fact that they are disabled, because the government is paying them. I remember there was a time, some of you remember, we did some million outreaches some years ago, and we got somebody healed, stood up from the wheelchair, the person went back to the seat. He said, ah, no, <laughs> i got to continue, how will I make money? I mean, we, we literally saw the person's leg shaking, stood up, right? And the person said, ah, why did you guys heal me? We, the person was arguing with us and said, why did you heal me? And the guy went back to his wheelchair and continued wheeling this year. <laughs> you can't blame him now. You can't blame him because the United States has spoiled us today where they pay us money for disabilities. And so some people just want to stay sick till the devil kills them. But I will not lie. I have been sick before. So I don't want to stay sick. I don't want to be. I don't want to die of sickness. I don't know of you, but me, Ayovide Benzi, I don't want to die of sickness. <laughs> Hallelujah! I want to die properly. You know, it's good when you just close your eyes and just say, "Lord, imagine I finish preaching like this when I'm maybe 120, you know, and I just tell you, Hallelujah, guys. After I'm done, I'm going. <laughs> what a time, right? That's something I want to do. It will happen. Amen." That's how I want to die. I don't know how you want to die. But me, I'll just finish preaching. I will announce to the world. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Supernatural Community Church. Who is taking over? This is the, the, the person will have to be taking over already. Supernatural Community Church. Things will have been going. The younger, younger generation. Because by that time, I'll be 121, 41, 50. So I say, is it possible? Be, watch, be playing. <laughs> you can have what you say. Then I will still be rejoicing. You still see me say, Glory. So it's, you can have what that's my own wish. I don't want to. I, the li life is too sweet to die on time. I don't know if it's not sweet for you, but life is too sweet. Life is too sweet. I mean, you see a lot of things in the United States now. Lionel Messi is here. You know, it's times to go to Miami now to have fun. You know, see, <laughs> life is too sweet to to die. Who knows who is coming next? Who knows? Maybe it is that rubbish guy called Alan that is coming. To this, to United States next, you know. So I mean, there's McDonald, not McDonald. I mean, Long Gun Steakhouse, all of those things to eat, Chick Fil A. So you expect that I, you know, when we die, there's no Chick Fil A. <laughs> if you die, that's all. They can you can't eat Chick Fil A in eternity. How will I leave the Chick Fil A? Who will be eating the Chick Fil A? Ah, I got to eat it enough, you know, and have a good time. Food is good. 
You don't like food? It's your problem. Okay. <laughs> so, ah, so now, so I, a lot of people don't know how to receive. A lot of people don't know how to receive. They don't know how to receive. Because when it comes to receiving, your mind must be involved. And I, and I explain receiving this way. How many of you have been to, um, how many of you have been to, how many of you know that if Elon Musk calls you today now and say, ten, this is 10, 33 a.m. now, and says you have an interview by 12. How many of you know that? You'll be in Texas by now. Already in Elon Musk's office now, waiting for the 12 p.m. appointment, right? That's because you want to receive something badly. That is how to receive. A lot of us must know how to be smart spiritually. Many of us are smart naturally, but we are not smart spiritually. So that in that, so you say, so you say, my prayer was not answered. No, you don't know how to receive it. There is nothing like in that prayers. There is nothing like God does not answer prayers. First John 5 14. This is the confidence that we have that when we ask anything of Him, He hears us. Hallelujah. So there is nothing like unanswered prayers. But the problem is that many of us don't know how to receive. So God is willing to give, but we don't know how to receive. Hallelujah. God is willing to give. Look at in James 1. Hallelujah. Look at James 1. Let's start from verse 5. James 1 verse 5. It says, if any of you lack wisdom... Let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to him. In Acts in verse 6, let him ask in faith, nothing wavereth. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and is tossed. In verse 7, it says, Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. In Acts is a double minded man. Is unstable in all his ways. Now, do you know that this is the this is just out, this is a template on receiving. It says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Now imagine Elon Musk has told you, I like my, your, your contract, I like your resume, I like um, uh, I just like the way you uh, you are polished, I'm going to give you the job. Do you know that? It will be demonic for you to have alternatives in your mind. What if, you know, some of you, you use your work computer to apply for another job. God is watching you. <laughs> you use your work computer to apply for another job. You're on your work computer, you're looking, wow, 20, ah, six figures. No, the, and, I won't say anything. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> The reason why you are applying is because you have a double mind. You don't trust your job to do all the things for you, right? But some people trust their job to do everything for them. They trust their job to make them live comfortable. They trust their job to make them get all the kind of money they want. They trust everything, right? But you see, when it comes to receiving from God, what is your mindset? What is your mindset? Do you think, now, if you come to this conference thinking 
Oh, I've had this issue for long. I cannot be healed. That is why you will not be healed. He says, a double-minded man. So, you, I, I've had people say, different pastors have laid out on me, nothing changed. I'll just tell the person, do you know what I tell the person? Oh, wow. Glory to God. I don't pray. Because the person wants to add me to the list of all the pastors that have prayed for him. You are not ready, ready to receive. Because a man who is ready to receive does not utter those statements. Say, ah, a lot of pastors have prayed, though this situation never leaves. I'll say, wow. Let's just trust God. I don't, I don't waste my prayer. That's not an attitude. You say, I've tried so much, it never worked out. Then you, you are double-minded. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are double-minded. You don't know how to receive. Some of you can have a defect in your body and say, it has been there since I was five years old. But it is a defect. It is simply a defect. Don't commonize the defect. God can heal it. And the mindset you must have is that God can heal it. That's all. See, the testimonies are... The, the, this, the, I, 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 tell you this, I tell you something all the time. Those of you that, that, that listen to us. This Bible is a book of men, stories of men. Remember, I've heard me say that over the time. It's the book of the story of men. You've seen how the impossible situations in the scriptures has come to pass, has become possible. So why do you think there is not an impossibility? The reason you think there is no impossibility is just what we were saying earlier. You are not yet full of faith. You need to learn to build on the word. I've not even started my sermon. I think this meeting, whatever you guys did on me, I think is working. But let's flow, right? You're learning, right? Yes, sir. The Bible is full of the stories of men. So that means when you come to, okay, let me ask you a question. Do you know that some of you, when you go to the Lord and ask for prayer, say, Lord, give me money. After you finish the prayer, you, you are still, somebody will call. Do you know, it's, it's after you finish that prayer, somebody, you used to receive one evil call. Alpha, do you have money? Say, no, I don't have. But you just prayed. Why not use your faith and say, well, I just prayed and I believe God for it. That's how to receive. Because do you know something? Do you know something? Let's be logical. If Eliomos tells you, I will give you a job tomorrow. Do you know if somebody asks you, do you have a job? What would you say? You say, Eliomos will give me tomorrow. Is that not what you would say? You would say, no, I don't have a job. You say, ah, <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to know. Eliomos is giving me a job tomorrow. Do you know that's how you will talk? That's logical and common sense. Now, imagine we bring that into spiritual smartness. And being sensible spiritually. Do you know that? It would be much better. We will get things fast. A lot of believers, I, I don't know why I'm still saying this. I, I've not even started my sermon. Probably this is how I'm going to teach this morning. A lot of believers will struggle. And in these days we are entering. We are entering days of supernatural encounters. Not just supernatural encounters. This way we have to have increased faith. When I mean increased faith, even me as a pastor, 
one of the things I'm going to teach you a lot towards the ending of this year is your faith life. As Supernatural Community Church, we've got to build our faith life. We've got to learn to trust in God. We've got to learn to depend solely on God, that God can do this. But you see, a lot of us have alternatives. I don't know about you, but I don't. I don't have alternatives. I trust God. I rely on God a lot. The way I rely on God a lot is so crazy. Two weeks ago, I was in Colorado. I don't have an hotel. I don't even have money. I just have $99. I was in Colorado just two weeks ago. And I didn't have any money. I mean, I just had $99 with my hotel ticket, with my, not hotel, with my plane, with my flight ticket. No money for accommodation because all the accommodation in the entire city was booked. No money for feeding, just $99. And I missed my flight when I was in Texas. Then I, I got, they rebuked, they rebuked me on another one. So, in the process of waiting for my flight, I just used part of the $99 to eat. I mean, you can't... <laughs> I don't know about you, but... I don't like hunger, except I'm fasting. I don't. I'm somebody that if I'm hungry 3 a.m., I will eat. I know it's not medically good, but that's why we have power of God. <laughs> if I... I know all the restaurants that are opened in this city at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. I know the Burger King to go to at 1 a.m. in this city. You know, Rochester is a different breed. 9.30, everything is closed. But there are some, 1 a.m., they are open. I won't tell you. You have to pay me for that. <laughs> so, I just said, I trust God. I said, if I perish, I perish, you know. <laughs> I go to Colorado. This is two weeks ago. I don't see. Some of you now, you, you will have been scared, right? You say, ha, huh, where would I sleep? And I'm, I was supposed to be there for a week. I mean, that was on a Monday. I was supposed to be there for one week. If it was some of you, some of you would be scared. Ha, huh, what would I do? Hey, I don't. No, not me. Because I will tell you why. Because it's over the years practice of learning to depend solely on God. Now, this is why I have 99. It's not as if I always have $99. It's just because of times and seasons. You know, there are times and seasons. Okay. <laughs> Thank God you understand. <laughs> now, so I was there. I didn't even have the money. So from the airport, you know, to the place I was really going was about 50 minutes. 50 minutes to an hour. So that's, you know, if you are taking a lift, that's quite quite some money. And now this is another different city. So the lift driver said, one taxi said $80. I said, I looked at 99 minus 25 that I used to eat. You know, I spent $25 to eat. I, and the fact, the thing that paid me the most, I fact, I have to say it. The food wasn't good. I was trying to try new things. All these trying new things doesn't work for me. I don't know. I like, I, was, I just saw something because it has barbecue. So, and I love barbecue sauce. So, I just thought, okay, they will have good barbecue. And that was the first time in my life I almost ate barbecue. 
you know, the what barbecue looked like water mixed with pepper. I was wondering, I had to ask them, is this barbecue sauce? They said, yeah, it's barbecue sauce. I went back again, is this really barbecue? I said, check it. I said, no, you gave me ketchup. He said, no, it's barbecue sauce. I, you know, <laughs> you were arguing with him. He said, no, no, it's, it's barbecue sauce. This is it. Look at our... Ah, I said, okay, thank you, thank you. Because I didn't want to create a scene. Ah, so I tasted the barbecue sauce. Barbecue was pepperish. Was having, it was like water. I'm not joking. I mean, it's not thick. So... That's what the thing that pained me the most, that my $99 minus $25 is gone. So now, as I go to the city, I just stood there. And one of the things I've learned to do is to use my words. What I just taught you this morning about using your words is powerful. I just, told, I just started using my words. I am never stranded. I came out of the airport. I didn't know where to go. I put the place on GPS. I didn't have the money to leave the airport. I just said, I'm never stranded. I'm never stranded. Help comes my way because your angels will recognize it. The more you keep speaking God's word and positive words around you, your angels will recognize those things. I just kept speaking. I just kept speaking. Help comes my way. Help comes. I, that's not the time you tell somebody and say, guy, I don't know what to do. I'm in a dire situation. If you tell somebody like that, they will kill your feet. So I didn't discuss it with anyone. Except AY that knows all my life details. <laughs> I didn't discuss it with anyone. So I just, you know, somebody was asking me, how is everything good? Those are not the times to respond. You don't respond to those kind of things because you need your answer. So I made sure that until I got my answer before I responded to anybody. Help comes my way, help comes my way. Then suddenly, the person that we're both on the fly said, hey, we both missed our flight together, remember? I said, yeah. We, so we now reconnected. Where are you going? I'm going to this place. Where are you going? I'm going there too. Do you have an accommodation? I don't. Do you have a ride? No. Okay. Ah, are you going to stay? I trust God. You, that's not the time to use your words negatively. You don't say, I don't know where to stay. Eh, I trust God. No, I'm teaching you. Now I'm teaching you these simple principles because it works. I learned it also, and it works for me. I said, "Oh, you." I just said, "Okay, well." Do you want to say, "Wow, who are you?" So this, da, 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 da. she said, "You look like a pastor." I said, oh, "You are rightly said. You look like the scripture. <laughs> you are rightly said." So she said, do you have a flyer? This and that. So fortunately, I have someone in the campaign flyer with me. I just gave her. I said, wow. Interestingly, she stays in New York. So he said, we just came from New York. I said, yeah. Okay. So now, he said, okay, I will get you to the place. Check one. You know, your journey has been sorted. At least you've left the airport. I will get you to the place, pay for your, your some, but when you get there, you're a pastor. That's what she said. <laughs> so I got there. So we got there. So $60 is gone now. I didn't pay. So we got there. So as I got there, I just started walking around. So I was wild with the place. It was a big church, you know. And I was wild. I was, I was just praying. I, was, I even forgot that I needed accommodation. Because it was my first time there. And now, I was not having attitude sickness because I didn't know that, you know, Colorado has mountains and all of those things. So it's high. So you, if you trek too much, I didn't know that you can have um, sickness and all of those things. So my body started feeling some as, ah, what's going on? So I'll tell you that one later. But now, 
I just kept walking around, just wowed with the ambience. Wow. I kept praying that this can be done. So, and I remembered. You know, when you are done looking, you know, I remember, ah, there's nowhere to sleep. Oh. So, that's how somebody came to me and said, ah, where, where, are you, where are you roaming about the building? I said, I'm actually looking for an accommodation. The person said, well, there's nothing we can do, but I will pray with you. I just like what the person did. He said, I'll pray with you that God will supply something. I said, no problem. The person prayed with me. We went. So I was just going. I was just trekking. So I had to leave the place because they said they were going to close the building. So I was just trekking down. So somebody just stopped and picked me and just said, where are you going? Are you going down the road? <sighs> me, I said, down the road. Me, I don't even know where I'm really going. But down the road, I said, well, if you say the gate, yes. That's what I said. I said well, if you say the gate, yes. I said, okay. So when we get to the gate, where exactly are you going? I said, I really don't know, but <laughs> I trust God. Do you have an hotel? No, I don't. Ah. So where are you going? Did you come for this meeting? Yeah, I came. So, and I was wheeling my box. Where are you going? I said, well, I came for this meeting. I don't have an hotel. I don't have money, but I trust God. Ah. And the woman was looking at me like I was stupid. You trust God. So we kept looking for places and around. So when they got to a place, they found one night, 270 something dollars for one night. Ah, in my African mindset. Ah, think, you to think about, even if you are not African, uh -uh. even if you are not as black like me, think about 200 and something for one night. When it's not Miami or Florida. Oh, eh, oh, proper or oh, California, Colorado, two seventy-five for one night. As not even the capital city, Wood 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 Park. Ah, ah. So I said, no, I can't pay it. I devil. I said, I said, let me show you my account. So I just trust God. Ah, person was just looking at. Me. So I said, you can go, but I'm going to sit here and trust God. Ah, person said, we will sit here together and trust God. <laughs> <laughs> so they, because the person just couldn't could leave. So we stayed for almost 30 minutes. Somebody just walked in. I just said, well, I just heard you talking and all of those things. What's the problem? I said, well, I came for this meeting. And the person said, well, I can, that's not a problem. I can pay for it. Yeah. All right. So the person said, I'll pay for two nights, but I'll trust God to, you'll just trust, you'll continue trusting God for the rest. Uh, two nights is enough now. At least, if he did it before, same God, same story. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I paid, I collected two nights. He paid for two nights. That's almost $500. Swiped the card. I was just looking at the guy like this. You know, you, you, you think he's Jesus. So the, so the people that have followed me kept saying, Ah, you really trust God, though? Ah. They were like, you really trust God? You didn't move a fleet. Ah. I, I've been hearing stories of how people trust God, but this one happened in my eyes. You are really a pastor. I don't know why they used to. Is it, I, they used to write, is it on my forehead that I'm a pastor? I tried to disguise a lot of that. I even wore a short sleeve, all of those things. But everybody seems to see something on my forehead. Are you a pastor? I don't, I don't think I show it. Even on my social media, you won't see it. You know? So, I just... Was there? She was so encouraged. She said, "Ah, if this can happen to you, then I can also believe God." That welled up our own expectation in the course of the meeting. So before the second day, I was just there. You know, this same guy just reached out to me and said, "Well, have you found the place?" I said, oh, "I'm still believing God." I said, "Well, I was thinking that me and my wife can leave our rooms for you, so you can have it all week." Right? And 
we will go and look for something in another city. So we don't mind the drive of driving about 30 to 45 minutes down to the meeting, but we'll leave the hotel room for you for the rest of the meeting. That was how I got a place. Hallelujah. Why? Your faith. I was expectant. When I was leaving Rochester, I wasn't leaving Rochester with somewhere, hey, where will I sleep? I knew I was going to sleep somewhere. And my mind was not double I didn't have a double mind. But you know what is what happens to many of us? Double mind. That was how I got a place to stay. Okay, now the icing on the cake, one of my expectations in the meeting, I had the credit card there that I needed to sort out because it was, it was a pain in my neck. And I was just on my own praying in one of the sessions and somebody just tapped me and said, somebody, God said I should ask you what I can do for you. So I just told him, I just showed the person my phone. See, this is what I wrote. My debt should be cleared. He said, wow, you, you kind of know what you want. I said, I, I know what I want. That's it, gave me $2,500 to clear it. Someone said they don't give money in America. That's a lie. Don't have that kind of mindset. How you say they don't give people money in America? Kenneth Copeland bought his private jet, $100 million. Somebody gave them. You say, somebody, you say they don't give people. That's why you don't, that's why you have never received things. When you have having that kind of mindset, you will never receive. And that's how it was cleared. Why? Because that was what I wanted. A lot of us don't know how to receive. We don't. So that's why we keep asking questions like, God, did you do it? God, did you not do it? God, why? God, why? Because you have not learned how to receive. Now, I will ask you, you came for this conference, many of you traveled down, right? And I know so many people are still coming back this evening and all of those things. What do you want to receive? That pain in your body, do you like it? How badly do you want it to go? You know, that's, 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 that is something. How bad do you want it to go? Because divine healing is a character of God. Divine healing is a character of his goodness, his compassion. The only thing about God is that God is good and he's willing to heal the sick. Half 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing those who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. In his character, God does not do evil. Look at in James 1 verse 16. James 1 16. So we, we need to master how to receive. In the coming days, I sense to say this to many of us in this place. We will come out of our situations. We will come out of our difficulties if we master how to receive. How to receive from God. There is nothing like an unanswered prayer. There's nothing like that. First John 5, 14. This is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything in his name, he says he would do it. Ask and you shall receive in Matthew 7. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. That is how to receive. What do you want? I'm asking you the question. What do you want? How badly do you want that situation solved? 
How badly do you want that job? How badly do you need that healing? Pardon my word on using badly. But I'm using that connotation because I want you to understand that you need to know how eager and desirous you are for it. James 1 verse 16, look at it. It says, do not err, my beloved brethren. In verse 17, it says, every good and perfect gift comes from above and cometh down from the Father of light, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of thorning. So there is no evil with God. There is no evil with God. So God does not do evil, neither does he tempt anyone with evil. He doesn't use sickness to teach you a lesson. That's not the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. He said, he gave me cancer to humble me. Then take more cancer to be more humble. You know some stupid things that Christians speak these days. The reason I did not get that job is because God wants to teach me a lesson. Then stay poor and broke and not pay your, or your bills and keep receiving more lessons. That's not God. So, some Christians and pastors say God is, and they don't understand. Some pastors will tell you God can do evil. Then when they want to heal the sick, they will not tell you God does not do evil. What's that? What's such a contradiction? God does not do evil. It does not kill. It does not do evil. The only evil person is the devil. So if you see any issue with you, don't say it's God doing this. No, that's not God. Say, God wants to, say, God, the reason why I have that headache is God is saying something to me. God cannot be saying anything to you through an headache. You cannot serve God better with an headache. Are you getting what I'm saying? So God does not do evil. He doesn't change. He doesn't change in his character. He doesn't use sickness to teach people a lesson. He is the same God, the same story. Jesus, you will read in Matthew 8, he never showed any unwillingness to heal the sick. He never. That's to show you the compassion, the kind of father we have. So he's willing to answer your prayer. Hope you know God wants you to live well. How many of you know that? God wants you to be bodily healed. God wants you to be prosperous. We can get a material on our, on our information booth. What does God really want? You can get that and read it for yourself. God wants to bless you. He wants you to have that good job. Because when you have the good job, you will use the money to sponsor the gospel. He wants you to, so don't say, the reason why this is happening in my life is because God is doing this. That's an evil contradiction. God does not do that. It's the devil that is behind that. So that's what people say, eh, God take control. What's that? Let's just, let God just take control over sickness. Just, if it is his will, he will give me the job. He says you should ask. Right? Right? He says ask. He says he gives good gifts. Good gifts. So, God's will is to heal. God's will is to do, is to do good. But many of us have not learned to receive. The only time in scripture, in Mark, Mark 6, 
Where Jesus could not do so many miracles in his own hometown, Mark says, he says, but he healed this. He says, the prophet is not known in his own hometown. He's not, he's not without honor, but in his own country. The reason why Jesus was able to heal few sick here was because of their dishonor. They were not ready to be healed. Their dishonor. They didn't honor. They were looking at the man of God. Why, is he, why does he have beards? Why is he too black? You know, we live in America today where people say, no, it's too black for me to be prayed for. <laughs> His hand is too black to touch me. <laughs> His hand is too white to touch me. You are, not, you are not yet ready. People that are ready don't know maybe what is white or what is black. How ready do you want is change? That's the question. So the reason people could not receive healing in those places, the attitude of the son. The son on you. But look at it, Mark 5, verse 22. Are you learning something this morning? Look at Mark 5, verse 22. Mark 5, verse 22. It says, There come met one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death, and I pray thee, Come, lay hands on her, that ye may be healed, that she will live. Now, this was Jesus going to Jairus' house. But what happened? In verse 24, it says, Jesus went with him, and most people followed him and thronged him. So a lot of people were going around, touching Jesus, rushing, ooh, doing this and that. But in 25, there was a woman. With the issue of blood. He says she has suffered many things of the physician. Suffered many things of the physician means she has been to Rochester Regional Health. She has been to um, Highland Hospital, Strong's. She has been everywhere. Eskenazi. Oh, no, Eskenazi is in Indiana, not, <laughs> not Rochester. Highland, which other one do we have in Rochester again? Urgent Care. Eh? Unity Hospital, which are Methodist, which are whatever. Uh, my own is the power, Satan's own is the sickness. <laughs> now, she has suffered many things of the physicians. Everybody knew her case in the city. Oh, that woman. In fact, she didn't have a name. The name is woman, issue of blood. First name, woman, last name, issue of blood. You know, that's the name they gave her. You know, imagine your, your situations are so strong on you. They say, that guy with a swollen eye. You know, something like that. That is exactly what they did with the woman. So you know that kind of woman who has tried everything? That's not the type of person that will be saying, <laughs> what if he doesn't hear me? What if he doesn't hear me? Look at him, verse 27. She says she heard of Jesus. What are you hearing? Some of you are hearing negative things of how God does evil. How God does things to people. What are you hearing? Some of you are hearing negative reports. You are watching news, feeding on things that you should not feed on. You are sick. You are watching how people are dying. Continue. You are sick. You are looking at how people go. You, are, you, know, you know, we live in a world where there's not Google. You can hey hi someone now and say, hi. I hey hi. I have these symptoms. What does it mean? Then hey hi will diagonize it for you and tell you that you're about to die. <laughs> And you say, wow, then you start living in fear. What are you hearing? What exactly are you hearing? What are you hearing? She said she heard of Jesus. 
That means she has heard that is a miracle water. Hallelujah. Listen to our message on miracle signs, wonders, exploring the four gospels. About eight hour session, we did that the mission is possible. It will, it will open your eyes. Hallelujah. So it was a good time. Those of you in mission is possible. Uh, so yeah, I said, no, it's not a good time, Pastor. <laughs> I will sleep your truth. <laughs> Uh, so we had a by eight-hour session on that, miracle signs and wonders. It will bless you. Now, she says she heard of Jesus as she came by the press and touched his garment. You know, people thronged him. People were thronging him. They were touching, right? Nothing was happening. But this woman, because of her faith, because of what she wanted, she badly wanted the healing. She says she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And that was it. You know, that's the same clothes. People touched and nothing happened to them. But somebody touched it with an attitude of faith. So, it is a lie. Now, let's bring this back to the natural. Permit me to do that. It's a lie that that place is difficult. It is a lie that people that go to those places, they don't make it. It is a lie that... Issues in that place or issues concerning that issue or concerning that situation doesn't get resolved. It's a big lie. There is no issue that cannot be resolved if you know how to receive. She, everybody was strong in that same garment. But a woman touched it with faith. So what are you hearing? What is your attitude like? What are you hearing? What is your attitude like? She said, for she said, if I but touch. Are you seeing the words? Are you seeing how to use your words? She used that word. If I touch that clothes, that's it. If I touch that, are you seeing the part of speaking the right words? Say, if I touch the clothes, I will be healed. She says, she touched the clothes. And straight away, hallelujah, I like the book of Mark. If there's anything I like in the book of Mark, there are things, there are, there are statements that Mark recorded immediately, straight away. <laughs> Those, you can't take it from the book of Mark. Go and read all the healings in the book of Mark from chapter 1 to chapter 16. You will keep saying immediately, straight away, immediately, the fount of our blood ceased. Hiya. The fount of our blood ceased. And she say, and the Bible says, a blood dry her, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her plague. Look at what now happened in verse 30. Jesus said, Ah, virtue has let me. I'm going to teach you this power thing, right? Anticipate. I'm going to teach you in, the, in this conference how to move the power of God. When you say, Power left you, what does it mean? I don't know if you want to learn that. And you say, Power left you. you. say, Oh, wow. Power left me. I, I just felt that something left me on this person. You know, giving you some tips of men of God. Uh, uh, hallelujah. See, we should. Somebody, I remember I was I was arguing with some people online. People that people that that are supposed to register for this meeting, and saw our post on Facebook, and they were saying, "Why did you? Are you paying for the event?" I said, "No, it's free." Uh -uh. Do you want to know the event more than me that organized it? Basically, say, are you, are you meaning that we pay for healing? I said, uh -uh. check, just go to the website. SomerLAcampaign.org. See it there. We are not collecting money. Say, no, I've gone there several times. They said we are paying. I said, what did you see? 
I said, what do you see? Another one said, you know, are you, are you just going to, are you just going to, is he just going to just be the minister? He said, I said, no. We even have a sermon, how to minister and receive healing. Listen. He said, no. Ah, ah. Just listen. How to minister and receive We even did a sermon on that. They know the minister is the only one that receives You know, some people today of, of Facebook, you know, this social media world, thank God I've left that world long ago. <laughs> ah, no. So anyway, he says, and Jesus immediately in himself knew. Look, look at what the Bible says. And the multi disciples said, multitude were thronging your clothes now. Why would you say who touched your clothes? Why would you say who touched your clothes? Everybody was touching your clothes now. So that's to tell you, the woman didn't see that cloth as ordinary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The woman didn't see that cloth as ordinary. She saw it as a tool for healing. That same cloth, people have to Some people hey, the cloth is fine. Some people have even touched the cloth. Hey, master, you see your cloth. They will even be touching the cloth and say, look at the kind of cloth. Some, you know, some people would have told you, look at the cloth that Jesus is even wearing. And he called himself Jesus, miracle worker. And he's wearing this kind of clothes. Who, who, which pastor dresses like that? You know, that's the world we live in now. Which pastor dresses like that? Why would the pastor dress like that? And that same clothes, another person can touch it and be healed. I remember some years ago, many years ago, interestingly, I held a blue handkerchief like this. Interestingly, the handkerchief was this blue. And the handkerchief, in fact, because of the dust and everything, I started using it to dust chairs and all of those things. And as I was just ministering, I was, we were having like a vigil. This was quite some years ago. We were having like a vigil. So there was this guy. He was demon-possessed. So we, just, we were just praying. We were just praying. I, I just looked at the guy. I just said, I just used my handkerchief and I chewed the handkerchief at him. And the guy just started, ah. <laughs> I look at the I even me, I look at my own Akashi like, uh, I've used this same Akashi to dust things. As I cheat on him, you just you, you could just see that wild stuff. And I just I, was, I just looked at him and I was like, wow. And instantly we said, in the name of Jesus, this be broken and all of this, and he became calm. Then he immediately after the disease, he just called me and said, Please, where's that Akashi? I really need it. Please, can you give me? I said, this not, I said, I've used it to dust. He said, that's not. He said, that's just it. He said, for me, this is my own. Ah. I, I, I was looking at the Akashi like this. Ah. Okay, we'll take. <laughs> you know, but that's because he probably was expecting to be blessed, right? And that was just a tool to minister to him. Hallelujah. So, brethren and brethren, how hungry are you? How hungry are you? How hungry are you to receive your healing? You know, I told you something. Never show the devil that you are afraid because there's a greater power. Never show the devil that you are afraid. There is a greater power. And it heals all disease. It heals all sicknesses. So how hungry are you to receive? How hungry are you to receive? Look at in Mark 6. In, look at in Mark 6. Look at in Mark 6. Verse 12. 
Mark 6 verse 12. Or before then, you will see that he gave them power. If you read from verse 5, 6, you see that after the issue with the disorder, he gave them power to go and heal other sick and all of those things. Then in Mark 12, he says, he preached unto them that men should repent. That word repent is from the Greek word methaneo, M-E-T-A, N-O-E-O. And it's from two words metha, which means change or shift, or neo, which means understanding. That means to change your thinking or understanding. So that means the essence of teaching. Why do you attend a teaching session? You know, some people don't like teaching sessions in churches. They're just like, let the man of God just be praying. See, let me tell you, if a man of God is just praying for you and not teaching you correctly the word of God, he is going to deceive you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Jesus spent time teaching. Paul, all the apostles spent time teaching. Moses took the people to the wilderness, teaching them. He was in the wilderness. Moses taught them in the book of Genesis. How you get to one? When he took them out of Egypt and took them to the wilderness, what was he doing with them? He was teaching. That's when he started teaching them what happened in the beginning. The creation story. How God created man. A pastor teaches his member. Not coming to tell you covenant day of blessing. That's rubbish, oh. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Covenant day of deliverance. That's rubbish. Tell your neighbor, say, that's rubbish. Covenant day of, imagine we are in America, we are still looking for deliverance. No, some people, some people are demon-possessed. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's, we can cast them out. But to say that there is a power that is affecting you from your village, or from one county you came from, that's not true. A man that is born again has, is free. He has been broke. The shackles and the bondage of the enemy has been broken over his life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, Jesus taught. The essence of teaching is a repentance. Like now that you are in this service, what is happening to you? You are repenting. You know what you think repenting is? Lord, forgive me my sin. Mm -mm. Repentance means you are changing your mindset. You are correcting your impression. Because the Bible is not as English as you think. The Bible is not as English as you think. You have read the Bible so much in your English word. The whole testament was written in Hebrew. Hebrew translated to Greek, and that's the Septuagint, then to the English. The New Testament also, the Greek, then to the English. So a lot of words have been lost. So many of the words we use in our English world is not the same way they saw it in the Greek. So that is why we go back many a times to look at the words properly. So in our today's word, now when we say repentance, it means that we are, we are repenting from our sins. We are confessing and saying, Lord, I repent. Lord, mm -mm. Repentance in the Greek is from the word methaneo. It means to change your thinking or understanding. So let me tell you, when you get born again, what did you do? You repented, right? Now, what is that repentance? That means I have changed my mindset from being in the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. That's repentance. So some people can be born again, no, but still be having, oh, we're having a series that we are teaching now, Renewing the Mind. It's going to be held on SoundCloud next month. So you will learn it. So many of the things that a lot of people do, they, so some people can still be in the kingdom of darkness 
or they will be they are born again you know, and still be living like they are in the kingdom of darkness that's why we, today we have in a lot of churches a lot of christians not growing because they are not feeding on the right diet they tell you have been born again for many years but no spiritual growth they are just there enjoying god sometimes the church is even boring to them do you know why they are not feeding on the right diet they are not hearing the truth because when you hear the truth of God's word, there is something it does. It's like saying your diet. It's like, it's like, you know, you can't eat the food you don't, you are not accustomed to. It's going to mess up your stomach, right? That is exactly what happens. So some people are in churches, they're just sitting down there. They're not, they're not productive in their Christian life. They've tried, they pray, Lord, help me to be productive. Help me to be this. The reason why they're not productive is because they're not hearing the right thing that will make them productive. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So they were in churches. Oh Lord, they've even came out for, they've come out for so many times to say, I want to rededicate my life to Christ. I want to rededicate my life to Christ. I want to rededicate my life to Christ. And yet they will keep falling back. Do you know why? They are not feeding on the right diet. So what does repentance do? It changes your mindset. So what am I doing with this to you in this service now? You are repenting of your mindset. One thing I want you to have in this session, can God heal all sickness? Can he? Yes, sir. Can he? Yes, sir. No sickness is too small. Yes, sir. No defect, no matter how long it is. We saw 12 years. There's also stories of 38 years, right? Yes, sir. So that shows that no matter the symptoms, he can go. Yes, okay, now. Another repentance we want to do. Can, is it God that is giving men sickness? No, sir. Is it God? No, sir. Is God using that pain in your body to teach you a lesson? It's not. So, are you seeing the repentance we are doing now? So, if somebody asks you, what did you do in first session? You say, I repented. That is what we call repentance. So, it is not, oh, Father, mm, 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 mm. the Bible is not as English as you think. English is about 800 to, five, 500 to 800 years. It's very relatively new. I did a lot of studies because I, I, I'm a student of history by practice. I mean, studies in my school work. And I can tell you, I, I took a class when I was in my undergrad uh, some years ago, in IUPUI years ago, on King James 1618. So we had to study the King James version, how it was written, the times and the eras, how words and the connotations of words were used. That really opened my, even though the class was very tough, but it opened my mind to see that. Even the writings of the scriptures were intentional. I will show you when I'm teaching you second sessions, even motives in scriptures. They were very intentional. You will see Jesus had 12 disciples. Why 12? 12 tribes of Israel. The 12 patterns was continuous. So say, why did he not have a woman among them? Jacob's children didn't have a, Jacob's sons didn't have a, 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 Jacob didn't have any daughter now. If you have read from Genesis, you will see the pattern. Jacob didn't have any daughter, right? He had 12 sons, right? 12 disciples. You will see. So if you are read from Genesis, you will not struggle with anything in the Bible. You will see motive of 40 days, 40 days, 40 days. They have a meeting. They have a meaning. You will see three days after three days. So when you start seeing the resurrection morning, the things that happen in the resurrection, you will see that, ah, oh, three. But you would have read it from Genesis. Are you following what I'm saying? One of the things I will teach you is, yeah, yeah. Do worry. Second session, and we have times, right? We have 
We have times. Amen. So now, another thing we can repent our minds on this morning. Can we say, God wants to heal all sicknesses? Because it is his will. He healed, if there's anything Jesus did more than any other gifts of the Spirit in the Scriptures. He healed the sick more than he prophesied. He healed the sick more than he, he, he healed the sick more than he did word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Because it's to show you the compassion of the Father that God doesn't want anyone to go bad. If God will have it, let me tell you, there will be no, this thing we call in America, and I'm about to say it, homes. There will be no homes in our country. If God will have it, God will have it that all of those people in the homes are healed. It's a demonic thing that people are that way. Don't see it as normal. We, because we are in America, we made money off it. So we, we make a lot of money, we make a lot of hours handling demonic situation. You see somebody, you see a human being like you, not behaving normal, you don't know that's demon. That's a demon possess. It's a demon behind it. We need to cast it out. It can be normal again. But because of what we have seen in this our country, we have, it has become a norm. It's not a norm. No. People's senses can be normal. Is your sense not normal? Oh, oh you need healing. <laughs> oh. Your senses are normal. So, repent your mind now and say, so all of those people can be healed, right? Right? They just need the right atmosphere. They can be healed. Senses can be restored. Mad people, I've seen my friends, I have not seen it, but I've seen situations. Mad people come back to life. I remember there was a friend of mine, he just threw his jacket, he was in Benin Republic then, he just threw his jacket on somebody and said, follow me, and that was it. The, person's, the senses of the person restored back. Normal. Hallelujah. The power of God is still working. So another thing we can repent our mind on is you must know how to receive. Are you see that we're having a lot of repentance to do this morning? So when you come to service every Sunday, you see that you are repenting. No, that's if you are in the right place, or if you are in the right church. Some churches, you don't, you don't even have anything to repent. You are just there. <laughs> Some churches, you are just sitting there, covenant day of deliverance. They are just, they are taking you back to, before you go born again. They are taking you back to the world. Covenant day of uh, prosperity. Covenant day of uh, redemption. What's that? <laughs> I'm so sorry. What's that? So we, the only thing they say in their service every Sunday, the devil is doing you, the devil, ah, he, the devil, the way we have exalted the devil in our pulpit, you'll be thinking Jesus does not exist. <laughs> the devil, oh, the, de- ah, the devil. I mean, I'm not oblivious to the devil. I can't listen to all our sermons. You, you will see the devil very well. You can even hear prophecies prayer at you. Ah. You see how the devil is following you. But that's not. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we are repenting this morning, right? So the essence of teaching by Jesus, so what did Jesus do? One of the things Jesus do, did in the four Gospels is to change their mindset. He corrected their mindset, right? He corrected their mindset. So he kept teaching them. He kept teaching them. He made sure that their thinking changed. The teaching was for them to see beyond the natural. 
So that way they can, they can have many miracles. And what happened in verse 2? It says they went out. They preached that men should be repent. Men should change their thinking. Men should change their understanding. So therefore, the willingness of God to heal is evident in the scriptures all around. Hallelujah. Let's look at one example and we'll close. Look at in John 1, John 9. We'll look at this example and we'll close for this session. Are you getting blessed? Are you repenting? Yes, sir. You sure? Yes, sir. You got to repent. You go. So are you seeing how to receive? See that your words matter? Yes, sir. I'm sure after this meeting you will not speak negative words. Yes, sir. So you repented of that, right? Yes, sir. That's what we call repentance. Hallelujah. That's what we call repentance. So you repent... You change your understanding. So when you feed on God's word, that's why a Christian that does not listen to the word, that doesn't feed on God's word, his life cannot change. See, let me tell you. Listen to me, every one of you. All of you look at me. Don't write. Everybody. Just look at me. If you don't feed on God's word, hmm, nothing will change you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, when we say feed on God's word, intentional. Some, some people prefer prayer. I remember when I was much younger. In fact, I started ministry that way. I hated the Bible. So, imagine being a preacher and hating the Bible. So, you know what I do? My friend preaches. I come and do power. <laughs> My friend will preach. Are you done? Hallelujah. Praise God. So, I come like, Hallelujah. Um, somebody hear this and that. I just start praying. People start falling down. <laughs> and I show myself and I run away. That's what I used to do when I was much younger. So if you see me teaching today, it's grace. <laughs> no, I hated the Bible. I just felt like it was too boring. But now, ah, <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> ah, see, let me tell you. You have addiction issues. Just feed on the word. There's something we're about to start in Supernatural Community Church now. We want to start school of stuff. School of working in the world, school of this, about 31 sessions where you can feel. Let's say you are going through a problem, we have 31 sessions for you. One, one day per session. You take it like medicine. School of working, maybe you are having hunger issues, we'll deal with it. So you're taking it. You will see that by the 31 day, everything will go. The word of God is that. That's, that's, the word of God is medicine. It says it's life to my flesh. That's what we want to do. Let's say you're, you're having anger issue. You just easily shout. You easily curse. Don't worry. We're, we're, before, the, before, before the next quarter of next year, those sessions will be ready. 31, one per day. We'll do 32 so that you can have extra. Just in case it, it lingers. And it will be long. Don't worry. It will be eight hours. It will be 30 minutes, 40 minutes per session. So that you can learn. You can really feed on the word. Because the word of God. See, let me tell you. You are going through a tough situation. Just stay on the word. Go and get mad. See, let me tell you. One of the things I do, you know, preachers go through situations, right? You know, you don't, you know, you don't know, right? You know, one of the things I do, when I just see contrary situations, I shut everything. My TV, whatever voice, I go off. You won't see my phone active. You know why? I need to deal with it. I stay with the word. Yen is speaking it over my life, praying. That's how to deal with situations. See, let me tell you, one of the things I want to teach you in this meeting also is how to heal yourself. We are in the times and seasons where I don't want you to depend on an healing meeting because there will not always be an healing meeting. But let me tell you, our bodies are frail. 
We are mother. I will tell you in the afternoon one of the causes of sickness is the fact that we are mother, we are susceptible to sickness. We are susceptible to diseases and everything. But we see we have a greater power. And you need to know how to use it on your body. You need to know how to stand in faith for your health. You know, one of the things I did when I went to the same Colorado two weeks ago, because of the altitude, I felt sick. Oh my God. That Monday, as I got to the hotel, instead for me to, I just lie down, I was just thank you, God. But I was so sick. I started feeling, ah, how am I going to make the meeting on Tuesday morning after the, I said, ah, look, you know, there's a mindset you start having. Ah, after this miracle that just happened, the devil doesn't want me to enjoy this, <laughs> this miracle and everything. You know, your mind will start going far. I just picked a message I thought earlier this year. Yeah, you know, as a preacher, I, I hear myself too. I just picked a message I thought earlier this year. And the reason I thought that message is such that the, the title of the message is Yeah and Be Healed. So that when you are having any sickness, just play it and just respond to God's word. You'll be healed. And I've seen many testimonies. Hallelujah. I've heard a lot of people tell me I picked that message and immediately I picked that message, that sickness, that issue died. I, I can't count already. Now, I, I just remembered that, ah, Asha, if I can give people a medication, why can't I use it? So I just played my message, yeah, and be healed. And I started speaking to my body. I believe and I receive that I'm healed. I believe and I receive that my body is okay. I believe and I receive. I stood on the word. I couldn't find the sickness. You know when you, when you, when you start looking for the sickness, I couldn't find it again. Under an hour, I was okay. Why? And I said, ah, that was the day I knew, ah, the message is working. <laughs> but you know what I told myself? I said, this is exactly how to be a Christian. Feeding on the word. You know what Jesus did? Jesus did something in the four Gospels. He took people, unbelievers, to the wilderness and taught them for three days. That's to tell you that the teaching of God's word is primary. See, don't get bored. See, in fact, let me tell you, the reason why you are bored is because your mindset has not changed. This is why you play a message and you just say, it's so boring. It's because you have not repented your mind. And look at what I'm saying now again. Your diet is not, you are not feeding on the right diet. So you always think. So the wrong diet you have always been hearing has made you think that playing a message, listening to the word, reading the scriptures is boring. That's the problem. So why do you think that, oh, I cannot study my Bible. I can't listen to message. Sermons are boring. What is it? The reason is because, or maybe if I'm, as I'm teaching now, you're just feeling, ah, I'm tired, I'm bored. Do you know what is happening to you? Is that wrong diet that is the problem now? It needs to go. Are you getting what I'm saying? But if you are feeding on the right diet, you can sit under the water 10 hours and you will be okay. You will, still be, you will still be craving for more. Because the Bible told us something. It said the word of God, it says is the bread, is our food. It says man shall not, it says man shall live. It says man shall not live by any, any, um, pray for me. <laughs> man shall not live by any 
Yeah, you don't even know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was, he was mommy. You <laughs> don't know it. <laughs> Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So our food is the word. So why are you going through that situation? You are just hungry. Go and eat the word. Why is you having a bad day? You have not eaten the word. The reason why you saw it as a bad day is because you are not full of the word. The reason why you saw that that situation cannot change, you are not full of the word. You are not. And that's why in this church, we place priority in the word. Because that's how your life changes. There's no magic. Yes, there's power of God, all of those things. But you see, it can... Okay, let's see. let me tell you something. Let me tell you how I think. I can pray for you now, and your situations can get better, right? But my, my own issue is this, is the longevity of it. Okay, when, it, when the situation comes back, what will you do? Will you still keep coming back? And that's where a lot of Christians are in. So you see, say, I went from one church to another. You see that, say? That's because they are not taught how to stay on the word. I went to this place, nothing happened. I went to this place, nothing happened. Because they are not taught how to stay on the word. If you are properly taught how to stay on the word, let me tell you the truth. You will live better. Things will change. Have you seen? Renew your mindset. So you see, the reason why you are, you are bored, you are tired, when you see some, is because you have ate so much wrong diet. You got to repent. See what we call repent. You got to change your mindset. So let's end with this. Are you blessed? Look at Matthew 9. Since Jesus passed by and saw the man, I didn't even touch one over two. No, if there's hundred percent, I didn't even touch two percent of what I was supposed to teach this morning. But I'm sure you are blessed, right? Yes, sir. I don't know what you guys did, but am I answering your prayers? Yes, sir. Is this blessing? Yes, sir. Uh, I don't know what you guys did, but I didn't even touch two percent of my note for this morning. I was thinking I would do suggestions, just break it down. The Greek or the Hebrew word. The intertextual corroborations, the grammatical analysis, you know, things like that. <laughs> okay, look at John 1. He says, And Jesus passed by and he saw a man which was blind from birth. And his, and his disciples asked him, saying, Master! You know, that's the same thing that you say too. Saw somebody blind from birth. Say, Master! Who did, who sinned? Uh -uh, what did he do that is blind from birth? <laughs> you know, that's the question you will ask. You know, there's a question we, we need to answer. We'll answer it before maybe, maybe next year. Where do babies come from? And um, can people be born, can people be born sick? Yeah. And it's natural. That's why doctors tell pregnant women to help themselves, right? Because whatever they do can affect the baby. Things like that. Those things are natural. It's not God. So they were asking a question. Who did who sinned? Uh -uh. This man, you know, they would say, okay, you know, this is what they were asking. This, how did he want to sin? The fact that he was born this way. So is it immediately he was born, he just quickly committed a sin and, <laughs> and he became blind? You know, that's, that's the kind of mindset we had. So you see why Jesus had to teach them a lot? Because he needed to make them repent, <laughs> to change their mindset. He says, who did sin? This man, his parent, that he was born blind. Jesus said, neither did this man 
no experience, but that the work of God will manifest. You know how you read it? Your own renewed mind will read it and say, God made him blind so that he will not heal him. Ah! <laughs> Does that make sense? That's what we think. You will read it and say, he became blind, he says, so that the work of God will be made manifest. So that means God decided to make him blind so that he will not heal him. What type of God is that? I will not serve that kind of God that will, first use it, that will be using me to do experiments. That will use my blindness for years to do experiments so that Jesus will now come one day and say, oh yeah, now open. No, that's what we think. Some people think that the reason why they are just is God made it that way so that he will now show his power. That's, that's devilish. <laughs> are you seeing it? Jesus started teaching them. He now says, I must mock the work of him that sent me while it is day. He now says, that while it, while it is day, the night cometh that when no man can walk. As long as I'm in this world, I am the light of this world and his parts and all of those things. Now, but what was the problem? They asked a question. They assumed. They had assumptions. Wrong perceptions. And that's the state many of us are in today. We have a lot of wrong perceptions about God. We think the reason why we're in that situation or that problem is because God is putting it there. So we show his power tomorrow. We will now come and share testimony. <laughs> no. No. That's not it. So he corrected their mindset and he now taught them. And I'm going to explain this to you as, as we progress in this conference. I'll, I'll keep this. But look at something. He says, neither has he seen nor his spirit, but that the work of God may be manifest in him. So we need to interpret that properly. So it is evident for us to understand that we can have preconceived notions like the disciples. But when he says that the works of God will be manifest, he's not saying that so that we now come and heal him and show my power. No. He's telling us he was now using it to teach. That's why he now says, I must walk the works. If you don't understand the works of Jesus, you can't understand what he was saying. He says, I will walk the works. That's why you must read in context. He says, I will walk the work of him that will send me while it is day. Yet no man commits when no man can walk. And you see that? He's saying something. But you know the way we read it now, all you need, we just stop in verse 3. I will walk the work of him that sent me. So that the power of God, he says the work of God shall be made manifest in him. No, it's not so that he show his power. He was talking about his work on earth. That is, this is my mission. This is my authority. This is my assignment. I have an assignment to fulfill on the earth. And I have in a hurry to do this. So he first clarified their mind. Nobody's seen. It was just a defect. You get what I'm saying? So listen to me. Now let's do another repentance. Does God put sickness on people's bodies so they'll come and share testimony later? No, Does he put sickness on their bodies so they will not show his power later? No, so why does sickness or all of those things happen? Is natural? It can be demonic? Yeah, Satan. The Bible says uh, the devil, is, his own is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Are you seeing it? The devil? But can God's power supersede those things? Yes, Are we learning this morning? 
So are you saying that we are repenting this morning? Yeah. So we got to repent. Hallelujah. Play for me, I close. So never show the devil that you are afraid. Never show the devil. So like I said before, you've got to learn how to receive. You've got to learn how to receive. In this conference, we're going to have, you know, we're going to be teaching also on healing respiratory systems, respiratory diseases, respiratory issues, breath, you know, how do we heal those situations from God's word? How do we, maybe that's tomorrow, how do we deal with those situations from God's word? But I need you to first correct your mindset. So, we know we asked a question when we started this this morning. We said, can God choose not to heal me? I think the answer is clear. Can he choose not to heal you? No. His power is ever working. You just have to receive. His power is ever working. It says James 1. It says, let not that man think he will receive anything and because it says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways you see in, look at mark 12 mark 12 mark 12 mark 12 or oh, let's do mark 11 Let's do Mark 11, verse 23. It says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and do not doubt in his heart. It says, Be thou removed, and, do, and be cast into the sea, and do not doubt in his heart. When Jesus was speaking here, he was talking to Mount Olives, according to historical context. He pointed at Mount Olives and said, if you say to this Mount Olives, this mountain, and you say, move to this place, and you don't doubt in your heart. Look at what he says. He says, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. What did he say? He says, he shall have whatsoever he said. That principle has not changed. So the problem with many of us is what are we saying? Are we receiving? Are we double-minded? So you see why we needed to do a lot of repenting this morning? To correct our impressions. And this meeting, we're going to have 100% healed. Every sickness, every defect will be healed. So can God choose not to heal me? I think the answer is clear. Is willing to heal. It's his character. It's his character. He healed so much that the Bible says his fame was moist abroad. As he entered the city, he's healing the sick. He said when he was even teaching, he was healing. At his words, the devil responded and demons gave way. So can God choose not to heal me? I think it is clear. But what's our problem? We need to receive. We need to learn to receive. We need to learn to receive. So what do you want? 
What do you want? You need to learn to receive. So let's bring it home again and say, can God choose not to bless you? Huh? Can God choose not to answer your prayers? Are you seeing it? So what's the problem? You are the problem. Hallelujah. It is not a God problem. It is your problem. Hallelujah. And this meeting, a whole lot will change. Our eyes of understanding will be enlightened. The veils will fall off. You know, one of the things that the devil does not like is he does not like knowledge. He likes people being in ignorance. He likes people just perishing. He doesn't like their eyes opened. He likes people to just perish in their ignorance. So you will wallow in your condemnation. Yes, you did something wrong. You will keep wallowing in your condemnation because you don't know. In Romans 8.1, that there is therefore now no condemnation. I sense in my heart that some of you have guilt. You have guilt. Guilt. You just feel like I did something wrong. I want to make my work with God better. Be calm. Hallelujah. Romans 8 verse 1. There's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Hallelujah. We have received the gift of no condemnation. Hallelujah. We have received the gift of no condemnation. Your sins have been forgiven. Hallelujah. So don't worry. You are in God's house. Don't let God, don't, don't feel like, don't feel like I can't serve God. Oh, I'm not even up to eat. Well, you can start. Hallelujah. Don't be like, oh, he, ah, I wasted my life. No, it's never too late. It's never too late. So drop that guilt. It's also an order hindrance to receive. So you'll be thinking the reason why I can't. Some of us think that the reason why God does not want to heal us is because we sinned yesterday night. It's not true. All the people he healed in the four gospel were sinners. They've not received the gospel. In fact, they were part of the people that came back to say crucify him. <laughs> Hallelujah. But he blessed regardless. That's the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. So drop the guilt. Hallelujah. There is therefore now no condemnation for you. Hallelujah. You know, depression is leaving you. Anxiety, that's you being worried too much, is gone. Let's be on our feet and just thank the name of the Lord this morning. Blessing for the world.